Welcome to a show that is keeping it 100 and is showcasing how God is working in other people's lives. This is The Real Podcast with Creed Webster, Caleb Shepard, and Michael Dykus. What's up, everybody? My name's Caleb. My name's Michael. And I'm Creed. (laughs) And I whisper. And you guys are listening to the real episode two of worship and we're excited to talk about this and we're gonna get pretty uh pretty into it and inform you guys of some information and it's gonna it's gonna take a lot of mind wrapping arounding i don't know if that's a word but it probably isn't what are we talking about worship part two as i just said neat (laughs) oh did you say that i did (laughs) You're sitting right next to me. <laughs> Good night. Yeah. But first of all, how are you? <laughs> Creed just spilled water all over the table. What were you pouring that into? I was trying to set the, I was trying to set the cap down. Uh, I thought you were trying to pour. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. So if you guys couldn't tell, we are a little rusty from taking the week off. Yes. Um, we, we had a Thanksgiving week. Hope you guys had a good one, but we didn't want to do this without Caleb, so we're like, we can wait. So yes, I we might be a little rusty. Spending but that's okay. a week in my hometown with my family, so which is good. It's good yes. stuff. Got a break. I Got some time of rest, so that's good. All right, how are we boys doing? Pretty good. Good. I'm all right. I'm I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. Just in survival mode right now, you know. <coughs> You're vertical? I'm, I'm vertical, yes. <laughs> Good. I've been saying that to all my uh, co-workers at work. <laughs> it's like, so good. <laughs> yes. I'm, I, I kind of like it. Whenever I'm like going into work, I'm just like, I'm vertical. Like, I felt that. Here's the thing, guys. The word, <clears throat> I, was telling, I was talking to Olivia about this the other day. Because <clears throat> she'll ask me how work was. And I'll, I'll respond, well, it was work. And she's like, it was just work. I'm like, well, you know, if I say good every single time, is it is it still good? So like, I think the word good is it's overused. So, you know, a good solution to that. Someone asks you how are you, you say, well, I'm vertical. Keeps people on their toes. Uh huh. And they'll yes, probably sir. laugh. That's true. That is true. You know what else is vertical? Our relationship with God when we worship him. And segue. segue. Okay. Okay. I, I tried for another segue. Yes, you did. It wasn't as smooth as the other two. That it was did. predictable. It was very predictable. That's true. Yeah, we're going to continue our worship now series, I guess, since we're doing part two. I guess it could kind of be a series. I don't know. We're going to talk about um, sources of where some worship stuff comes from that, honestly, we need to be very careful and mindful of how we how we use that, and we need to be really discerning on where this is coming from and how are we using it. So, uh, Creed... 
you brought it up last time, so why don't you kick us off? Well, first off, I would just like to say that I just realized I forgot my Bible and my phone's recording. Uh, but, no, that's okay. I, we, oh, we, I, uh, what was your point? What did you say? Just like the sources, like the churches that like worship stuff comes from. That you were talking about last time. So we brought up about how there's there's some like teaching out there uh, from you know different churches uh, that are a little they're a little different, a little off the charts maybe than what we're used to, and they pro- they produce a lot of music that a lot of us listen to. And so we were kind of just discussing that, you know, uh, should we be listening to it? Uh, is it accurate? Um, yeah, just sort of that. Good. Did I just completely avoid what you... No, no, you're, okay. you, you're on it. Okay. Should we listen to it? Um, that's where discernment really comes in. Mm-hmm. And honestly, you know, it's kind of like a time and place thing. Like your own personal time in worship, um, you know, like knowing what the truth is, like what God's word says is super important because we worship out of spirit and truth. Sorry, worship in spirit and in truth. Um. Also, it, it, with this whole thing, like, I feel like, I, I really don't know, like, 100%, but it kind of seems like, it kind of makes you think on what does this really mean, and if it comes from X church that teaches something that God is not, and, like, you know, whatever, fill in the blank, how you worship with that also comes out of discernment. Like, if you if you sing these words and you mean it by what the Bible says, like, in your personal time, and I think Caleb wants to kind of talk about that because he has a good heart for this. Um, I called you out. <laughs> Look at you. You called um, me out when I was honestly reading my Bible, trying to... Which is good. One of my points. Which is That's good. That's good. Um, but, yeah, I, I think, like, like discerning what's true and how you express that is what's really important. And I'm going to stop there. I'm going to let you take that part over and then I will get to something that I want to talk about later. Okay. Let me take a sip of my espresso first. There's no way that's still warm. <laughs> it is lukewarm. Like a lot of these churches we're about to talk to. Ooh, faith. Yikes. He went there. Whoa. He Whoa. said it before me. Oh, oh, snap. Uh, All right, so yes. Um, what Michael was kind of getting at is my personal opinion on this matter is that, I mean, I guess we can go ahead and like call out like a lot of churches that we're speaking about, you know, churches like Bethel Music, who, you know, has the School of Supernatural Healing, um, and then like Hillsong and Elevation, who can be very just prosperity prosperity gospel based and you know listening to a lot of the a lot of their music you would never guess that you know they laid on the side of you know 
either complete heresy or kind of like borderline. And that's, you know, where uh, me and you, Michael, talked about this a little bit is where like, uh, I'm trying to think of how I want to word this. Very carefully. Yes, I am trying to be very careful. <laughs> Always. While you're thinking, I'd just like to point out that we want to be careful in grouping all those people uh, together, maybe. Because we're not necessarily, we're not saying that anyone that attends those churches isn't saved. Mm. Like, some of it is, like, okay theological disagreements, and some of it's not. So, you guys know what I'm... I smell you're stepping in. Okay. There, okay, so basically, like, there's some, what you're saying, is there some that are more threatening than others or some more dangerous than others like i've never been to those services or even listened to their sermons i just i've seen different clips of some interesting behavior yeah honestly um to the people listening do some research um because it'll kind of like don't just take our words for it, but do some research on your own, and that'll kind of help you um, see the context of what we're talking about. Like, look up um, just stuff on YouTube, stuff on Google about, you know, like, you know, X amount, churches, whatever. But that'll kind of help you get the context of what we're getting into. So, yeah. Did you ever uh, come back to that thought, Caleb? Um, so basically, uh, this is my thought, is that you need to uh, recognize that there can be a lot of theological error. But at the same time, if you're only ever, if you're going to point out every single little difference in your faith that every single artist or every single preacher is going to have, since no one is ever going to have like the perfect theology, the perfect denomination or um, if you point out every single flaw in there, you're going to have a problem with every single person. So that's where I like you got to, especially as like a worship leader, have to discern, all right, what is good for, you know, corporate worship or like the gathering place and what can I, you know, put out there since, you know, you're in a place that you have a direct impact on a person's walk. And then, you know, on the lesser side of, like, personal listening time, I will jam out to a lot of, you know, their music because, personally, I've discerned it. And I'm like, all right, I may not necessarily go listen to on their sermons, but, oh, my gosh, goodness is, goodness of God is a really good song. Or I love the song Egypt. And, like, I can go worship God and have a heart of worship while listening to it, since it's all, all about your heart whenever you come to God and worship. Yes, 
I was going to touch on the uh, corporate worship thing, but you beat me to it. Sorry, man. Nice. No, I'm not upset at all. Um, <clears throat> when you're, um, so being that I am a worship leader, I'm shepherding the flock in a sense in that in that setting, and you know, like you want to be very careful about you know, like the source and stuff like that. Like we do like some Bethel stuff, some Hillsong stuff, but like I think, and this is on me and like, you know, like other worship leaders, other churches really talk about discernment and guide your congregation towards discernment at that point. And um, I don't know necessarily that I've really had a lot of people be like, hey, who's that song by? Or you know, whatever, along the lines of that. But I'm kind of, like, mentally prepping myself for, like, I'll say when the day comes, I guess, because it's probably going to happen. Be like, well, it's by whatever artist. Be careful. And really discern what you're listening to. And, like, at the same time, like, I do want you to, like, spend time in worship. I just wouldn't direct them to the sermons of that church necessarily or, you know, anything like that. Also, um, I'm going to keep this really short, or I'll try to anyway. Um, Our pastor, Josh Blevins, really encouraged me to, like, get into writing stuff. So, like, writing original stuff for corporate worship. So that's really cool. Um, Because he kind of mentioned he has the same heart, like, and I asked him about this, I'm like, so should we just, like, completely not do, you know, Bethel Hill song, whatever? And he said, I don't know that I necessarily want to say that. I just don't think it should be, like, our main sources. And I think that's really wise because there's, there's certain songs, like you said, Goodness of God, like, every time that makes me cry because I just remember, like, God's faithfulness and, like, everything, every step of the way that I've taken, like, even if I don't necessarily see him working like I always somehow come back to his faithfulness and like yeah there was like one day I heard it and I was just like you know I wasn't I haven't been feeling God necessarily and it's not about your feelings by any means um and I was just reminded of his faithfulness through that and I just began to like cry these tears of joy and I was just like wow um so yeah really teach on discernment Look into uh, discernment, for sure. Yeah. And I kind of, you know, all we are saying is that discern what you're listening to. You know, discern the source. Discern if what they are teaching is from the Bible and if the lyrics of their song line up with uh, scriptural truth. Because we are not trying to tear down anybody, you know. I think we should all pray for the pastors of those churches yes, and, you know, encourage them. Because hopefully, you know, they have a genuine faith. And, you know, these are theological differences. But hopefully, you know, their heart is in the right place of wanting to shepherd people to God. And I don't want to, you know, just rag on them 100%. It's hard not to. It's very hard not to, but, but yeah, just, yeah. But more importantly than the source, I think it's very important to you know discern what the words themselves are saying, 
Um, you know, I've kind of noticed a lot how a lot of the worship songs I listen to are very man-centered songs. You know, it's all about us. You know, you listen to Caleb, it's a lot, you know, like the songs that are about us not placing all the glory and honor onto God. Yeah, and that's... Um that's one thing I was, like, really struggling with because I'm working on a song. I, I have a song written, and I'm working on this other one, and it's called Holding On To Me. And, like, as I'm writing it, like, I, I think it was just, like, a heart check of, like, is this too much about me? And then I really, like, sat down and, like, prayed about it, thought about it. And then, you know, like, reading through Psalms, like, you know, like David says, like, you make me lie down in green pastures. Like, he's talking about him, but at the same time, he's glorifying God in doing that. So I think it's, you just have to, like, if you're going to, like, say anything about yourself, it should be, it shouldn't be like, oh, you do this for me, you do this for me. But it should be reflecting your worship to what he's doing or what he's done. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. make it sound like, you know, you can never, you know, sing about how God loves you. What I'm talking what I'm talking about are, like, songs that are saying, like, you know, I'm so good and that I, like, deserve this love. Uh, yeah. Okay. You know, about how, like, we're so good, you know. And so, like, hey, I am saved by grace. And, you know, I am a child of God because of what he did for me. Yes. And there's just a few songs I think kind of, you know, get away from that message. And I just think that's something to be cautious about. Not saying that, you know, because I do think we should sing about, you know, how God loves us. You know, oh. How he loves us so. <laughs> I love that song. I cry almost every single time I hear that live. Are you uh, Are you guys sloppy, wet, or unforeseen? Um, what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, 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 I'm sloppy, wet. What does that even mean? <laughs> Heaven meets earth like a na-na-na kiss. It's either sloppy, wet, or unforeseen. <laughs> the original. Sloppy, wet kiss. The original is sloppy, wet. And then David Crowder had to get permission from John Mark McMillan, the guy that wrote it, to change it to <laughs> Unforeseen because he didn't like Sloppy Wet. Either way is kind of weird that because Unforeseen is just like, surprise, moi. And it's just like, but Sloppy Wet is just, it speaks for itself. Um, anyway. I grew up in a church <laughs> where the worship leader said is Sloppy that, Wet Kiss. Is so that what a holy kiss with. is? That's I don't not, know. No, Holy Kiss is probably dry. You think? Ish. What? Would you want to... Never mind. Anyway, Creed, you haven't <laughs> talked much. We're going to change the subject now. <laughs> yeah, you guys kind of... You had something rolling. I had nothing to add. So. Oh. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Nothing at all. Not even your favorite word? Neat. <laughs> Neat. Well, okay. Wait, hang on. I was just kind of thinking, we were talking about, uh, like, where our worship is, like, focused on, whether it being ourselves, 
or God and worshiping God. And so I do think, like, the music we sing, which you guys kind of already talked about that, but when we're when we're worshiping, then we should be singing, like bringing glory and honor to God. And that should yeah. be the focus of the music. Yes. And that's where I think there's a difference between worship music and Christian music. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. yeah. And like, I don't see anything wrong with Christian music at all. Well, right? see, the, when, when I think of Christian music and gospel music, whatever you call it, I think of like more encouraging music, mm-hmm. which is good. I, I think we all yeah. need that in our life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not necessarily... I, I do think it brings honor to God those songs I don't know I wouldn't it, it'd be a little different like if we sang them on Sunday morning yeah it'd be <laughs> yeah but like I you know it, it's encouraging to uh, living that different lifestyle uh, yeah and, and just being set apart yes. Also, since we're talking about music and worship and talking about glorifying God, since we're talking about worship as a whole, there we go. I've really complicated that. Wow. Since we're talking about worship, um, when we're making it about, it's not about us and it's not about the music, I want to add like skill level. Um, The Bible says in Psalms to play skillfully and with that, this is something that I take to heart. You want to be excellent at playing your instrument, singing, um, doing cameras, running sound, whatever your your talent is. You want to be excellent, and you want to have a good, I don't want to say performance, but you, you just want to have excellence with that in order, hear me out, in order to not have any distractions so that people can worship. Is is that why they won't let me up there? <laughs> it's the hair, dude. Oh. I'm, I'm, it's the hair. Okay. That's why we don't let you up there. Or hmm. Frederick doesn't let you up there. That also brings in points of, you know, like, when you're talking about distractions, I mean, you brought up the point of, uh, you know, wanting it to be good. But that is also subjective in the fact that, you know, there's churches that will only sing with their voices. Now, I do not agree with, you know, uh, those denominations whenever they say that uh, you can't have instruments. But I also do think that they can have authentic worship with just their voices. I don't. And I also fully agree that, you know, you can have a full band set up and have authentic worship. But that also comes into the play is like, are you putting on worship or are you putting on a concert? Exactly. I think yeah. I think we can kind of sum that up in like saying like, take it very seriously. Exactly. And doing it to the best of our abilities. Exactly. To glorify God. Yeah. yeah. And 
not have like having this soft heart to realize this isn't about me. This is about God. I mean, that's what Lucifer did. You know how Lucifer was, you know, his job when he was an angel was basically to be the worship leader. And, you know, when he felt a big part of that was because he was willing to take a lot of that worship that was meant to God and put it on him. So I think if you want to be a worship leader, you have to be humble because you are up there. You are leading. You have all these people and a lot of their eyes are probably on you. And to recognize this is not at all about me. I am just a vessel. And I love you, man. You do a very good job. This isn't me adding <laughs> you. Since no, I know, no, I, I I know you are humble. And this is like complimenting you since I see all these qualities that I'm pointing out in you. As we're like, this isn't about me. I am a vessel right now that God is using to, to like reach yeah. people. Honestly, like, I get uncomfortable. Like, if I see somebody at, like, Target or something, and they're like, you sing at my church, you do such a good job. I'm like, you know, like, all this stuff. I'm just kind of like, I don't know what to say. Like, you know, like, I want to say thank you, but at the same time, like, like, like I, I really do appreciate it. But, you know, like, it's not about whether I do a great job or not. And, I mean, like, the whole distractions thing, like I was talking about in that place yes but i i always freeze up like i never know what to say and i'm just like uh yeah i I appreciate it um i have a lot of fun worshiping god up there like that's like what i try to like get back on the track right of it's not a concert yeah and and i don't know like people's hearts like they may they probably don't necessarily mean as a performance, because like some people are like, I love the way you worship, or like, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. But then there's people that are like, I really love the music, and I'm just like, What do you mean? I don't know. I'm <laughs> yeah. frightened. Um, yeah. But that's sort of just a tough balance. Yeah. And this topic is very, very subjective, and you know, opinion oriented. Since you know, everyone's going to have the different tastes of music. Yeah. Everyone's going to, you know, is going to have that line where they think, oh, my gosh, that was too much pizzazz or too much extra. And that's where I'm like, go in with a heart of worship. It's not about the music. It's not about the lights. It is about going in and worshiping God. And I think that's what we need to understand is, yes, discernment is necessary to make sure that you're not being fed with heresy, Um, but also recognize that I'm here to worship. The music is secondary. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. To change the topic... It's got brought up at no. yes. <laughs> Sunday school this morning. Uh, I'm taking this off the track of music. I feel like we've hit that pretty good. Unless you have any more points as well. I had something, but I honestly forgot it. We can come back we to can it. Come the back only thing yeah. I have left on music is uh, briefly on the type of secular music we allow ourselves to listen to. Yeah. Oh, um, not necessarily music, but I mean, yeah. When you are leading worship, that platform is a 
dangerous place to be if you think about it. Yeah. You got a big target on your back. I mean, you know, God wins. Spoiler alert. He's already won. He's got the victory set in stone. But, dude, I've faced a lot of my toughest battles in my life since I have became a worship leader. It's, it's a battlefield mm-hmm. for sure. But ultimately, we worship God and his victory over that. I can get more right. into that another time. But, yeah. Well, okay, so we talked about <laughs> last time about... Uh, uh, one of you two said something that made me think of this. Uh, but we talked about worshiping God and, like, everything we do. Mm-hmm. And we were talking today in Sunday school about how... Uh, I think there was a question asked, like... Can people who aren't Christians do good things? And uh, we were, uh, and we came to the conclusion that, like, yes, like, they they can do, like, charitable works. And uh, a lot of times, though, it's it can be fueled by more selfish motives like tax write-offs or even just look what I did. And so, but I think that applies like to a lot of things in life. Like what we do and the motives behind it, are we bringing glory to God? with, you know, different things. Keeps you in check. Yes, that is very true. Um, That makes me think about, like, the number one way I believe that we can worship is by bringing honor to God and showing him that we love him. And what he desires most from us and what brings him glory is through our obedience to him. You know, that thinks me think about in First uh, Samuel fifteen twenty two. I think it is, where uh, this is uh, Saul just won a big battle, and he was instructed not to offer a sacrifice and to let Samuel, the prophet, do so. And yet he went and offered a sacrifice anyway, um, probably out of pride and wanting, you know, the show of doing so. Um, and he's saying, like, yes, I'm doing this religious thing. I'm bringing honor to God. And Saul's, like, what God requires of you, what he, God requires and desires obedience over sacrifice. He requires our obedience over our songs. He wants us to live our life according to his word over any words of praise we could ever sing. So, like, in America, we live in a culture where uh, it's kind of like being a Christian has, like, a good ring to it. So, and it it kind of, <laughs> I don't know, yeah. like, it, it, it kind of, 
mm, seems like that might be going away, but like, like our our president right now, he last I checked, he claims to be a practicing Catholic, which is different from what we believe, but I feel like the same principle kind of applies. A lot of people, like the example I had in my head, you see, you watch professional sports, someone throws a touchdown, they point up. Mm. Like, it's all about God. And you may look at their life and be like, you know, is it really? Mm. And I'm not trying to call out anyone, by all means, no one's perfect, but uh, I <laughs> kind of lost track where I was going with that. But it's kind of like a <clears throat> there's like that like God first bro thing, and it's just kind of like a yeah. trend. Yes, you see, yeah. yeah, and nothing against those bracelets or shirts. Uh, you know, you see the WWJD or. He would love first, and I think, you know, that that's awesome to get out there and spread the word. Uh, but don't be, I guess we're, I guess where I was going was with this is like, where's your, where's your heart at? So don't be doing that just so people look at you and say, hey, look at him. He's, he's a good guy, you know? What's the intent behind it? Yeah. What, yeah. what are your motives? Absolutely. Same thing with worship. Um, like, even just, like, how you... Oh, yeah, back to, like, you know, like, serving in order to, like... Mm-hmm. It, it can become selfish. And I think if you're fully doing it to glorify God, um, there can be those temptations to be, like, well, I'm going to post this on social media, like, me hanging out with this, like, foster kid or something. Um and if you're doing that to, like, you know, like, encourage somebody else to do that, go for it. Absolutely. And you're fully bringing glory to God. But there is that temptation of how much clout can I get from this? Yeah. Are you familiar with the term clout? I know you're kind of a boomer. Clout. 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 Yeah, I know what clout <laughs> is. <laughs> Didn't know. <laughs> also, I got, I mean, I was like a, I was kind of like an American Christian when I did this, so I thought it was kind of funny. I got flagged for, like, I scored a touchdown in high school on a kick return, and I pointed up, and I got flagged, because apparently that was against Misha rules. Really? I was like, all right, just, you know, pointing to God, but whatever. I was very, like, in the Americanized, like, it's cool to be a Christian yeah. kind of thing, though. And, like, now I think it's it's cool to almost be a Christian, <laughs> Oh, it's way cooler to almost be a Christian <laughs> oh, yes. in today's standards, and the with the worldly standards, not not scripture. It's standards. not actually cool. I don't recommend it. Ah, uh, no, it's not. Should be all in. It's much better. Yep. Yes, sir. Wow. All right. Do you have any more on the mega? Since I just wanted to briefly talk on. Since you're here to talk about a lot of music and you know a lot of big questions to do with that is like, all right, what about secular music? You know, since there are a lot of you know, like legalistic Christians, so like you cannot listen to like anything secular. But you know, I think there's a uh, 
What's like the expression like a ditch on each side of the road? I think I think I know kind of the direction you're going with this. Yeah. So the only thing I'm going to say about this is be careful about the music that you listen to because like I said about the devil being the worship leader, no one ever is Lucifer and an angel. I truly believe that he can still use music as a weapon to draw us away from God. Yeah. And, you know, as a Christian, it's probably best to use your discernment and not listen to uh, songs that are all about sex, all about drugs, all about, you know. Yes have like cuss words in every other sentence, you know, just use your discernment and be like, am I conforming to the world right now when I listen to this? Because I, because the devil's already known that he can't beat you, but all those things can be very distracting and Mm. demonic. You know, there's that one song out right now by Lil Nas. Uh, I don't know the actual name, but it's like, call me by my name. Where he's literally me, giving me me meh. It starts with an M. I don't know. Where in Man. the music video he's literally Mantero. giving a devil a lap dance. Yep. And you know, I was with a group of friends and they were playing the song, and then I was like, "Shut this off! This is literal devil music." And like, I feel like I came off probably like very legalistic in this, but I'm like. You need to use your discernment and know that I'm claiming to be a follower of Jesus. How can I support or entertain this? Yeah. Don't get sucked in by the instrumental side of it. Because that's that's what draws people in. Like, it's got a good beat. It's got a good, um, like, instrumental hook or you know whatever like that's that's catchy um even people that like aren't musicians necessarily or whatever because some people are like yeah i really like the beat though and it's just kind of like well but what's underneath the beat or what's over the beat you know whatever it's just kind of like that's where that's where it kind of gets you it's like well the music's really good and then you hear the lyrics and it's just like and i think we were talking about this earlier that may draw you into just singing it in public somewhere, not realizing what you're singing about. And then it's just like, you know, that could stumble somebody to like find that song later and then get pulled in. It's just a big game of dominoes at that point. But yeah, but what I'm saying is I love country. I love, (gasps) I love some rap, you know, mainly the Christian rappers and I love rock. What I'm saying is that no, I don't think any genre of music is inherently bad. What I'm saying is actually listen to what you're listening to or what you're singing or what you know you're playing at parties and say, can I listen to this and be above reproach? Am I conforming to the world right now? Am I loving the world in the fact of, you know, I'm saying that I love Jesus by Maso singing about WAP. I want to write a version of WAP called... Yes, don't. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. (laughs) 
So, sorry, Cardi B, but no, I will not be indulging in your music. I I want to write a song called WAP, but it's going to be worship and prayer. Like, <laughs> from the top, hands go up. That's a worship and prayer. Uh, I don't know. That that was dumb. I would also, highly recommend not doing that. A message to the legalists out there that are like, don't listen to secular music. Well, stop singing Sweet Caroline at baseball games because that's a secular song. Got them. They, they really do be like what? that. They're like, don't listen to secular music. And then there's a baseball game, and you know you hear, Sweet Caroline. Bum, bum, bum. Guess what? Secular song. Also, We Will Rock You. I know you all know that one. Secular song, and y'all still sing it. So <clears throat> just saying. Legalist. So here, I, I kind of have... Anyway, a little to talk about. So I kind of, I like to like rock out. That's my genre of music. <clears throat> that or DC talk. <clears throat> but uh, Rip. I don't know. I I used to listen to a lot of, like I'd listen to bands like Motley Crue and Poison Rat, Bon Jovi. You guys probably don't even know what I'm talking about. I love like living on a prayer, all dude. Of those bands. Okay, well, dead or alive. I like they produce some good music, and I think back then, <laughs> back then, <laughs> it's not quite that old. I don't think, but uh, it's 80s. the music my dad grew up yeah, on, yeah. which is why I'm so well versed in it because I I am my father's son. Right, so I think a lot of times the message is a little more disguised. And, like, sometimes you don't even, like, realize what you're singing about. Like, mm-hmm. uh, my, my uh, Briar, he, one of my friends, he, uh, he was telling me uh, Same Old Situation by Motley Crue. Apparently, that is a song about lesbianism. I had no clue. Subliminal messages. But it's a it's or a very catchy song. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> catchy songs get you. So basically with, with that, uh with the music you listen to, it's not a bad idea to click over to the lyric side and read read through there and see what you're singing about. And do some research. Because even though a song has a good beat, it it is foolish to think that those words won't have an effect on your behavior over time. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> this is good stuff. And a point I want to make is that I don't want to call out, like, well, I guess I already did call out a couple singers I believe are, like, should be avoided. Like, sorry. I maybe, think they should be avoided. Maybe um, they'll hear this podcast. I, I doubt it. Doubt it. Maybe. Um, but <clears throat> I think it's also, like, I'm not trying to call anyone out since you are not a bad person for, like, listening to songs. No. But I would also like to point out the facts that... 
there is some bomb Christian music out there. You know, if you like rap and if you hear this podcast and you go, I really, you know. You're recommending DC Talk. Um, I'm recommending, you know, if you find that, like, through discernment on your own, saying this music is not beneficial to my walk with Christ, there are plenty of really, really good God-honoring bands out there that sound just as good as the secular music that's producing a lot of, you know, heathen music. As a dude coming from, like, the punk and, like, metalcore scene, and if you don't know what metalcore is, like, screamo. <laughs> nice. That was that was exactly how it sounds. Yeah, I know. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Honestly, this is in all honesty. In, like, the metal scene, I've noticed that, like, some of the top bands are the Christ-centered, like, gospel ones. That's freaking cool. Skillet. Oh, n- no, I'm not talking about Skillet. That's way too soft. I'm talking about, like, y'all probably don't know them. Fit for a King, For Today, Impending Doom. I'm not um, huge into, like, Screamo, Screamo. I'm more into, like, surviving the game. Sorry, I just really wanted to do that. <laughs> um, Seriously, though, like, seeing that, like, especially because they tour with secular bands, and a lot of them... I don't know that they necessarily, like, worship Satan, but they wear, you know, like, pentagrams and, like, they definitely promote the, like, the dark, worldly stuff. Um, but it's really cool, like, seeing that, like, these bands tour with those bands and they're, like, sharing the gospel, whether it's through their lyrics or, like, there's a band we played with called Phineas, and he literally makes it a point at part of their show, like, whether it's in the middle or, like, Towards the end, and he literally, like, shares the gospel right there, right before whatever song. And honestly, you may not be able to understand necessarily, but there are some bands that are pretty clear um, that are screamo. But look at the lyrics. Um, What's that one called? Uh, Never mind. But (laughs) anyway, it's just cool seeing that, like, the top bands happen to be like in in that scene anyway. It's really cool. We need to do band recommendations. Skillets. I really love Kiki. I need a hero. Um, who else? You love DC Talk. Yeah. Don't sing it. Don't you've sing s- you've sang it in almost every single episode. Don't do it. I also really love like <laughs> Good. We got him. We're good. But I think more than anything, it's probably wise for us to start wrapping it up. Yes. Um, like, I think the number rapping. one theme of this podcast is discernment. Y- yes. You know, yeah. discern the music you're listening to for worship. Discern, am I giving honors to God? Is this edifying to the church? Is this helping me or encouraging me in this faith? Because at the end of the day, if you just need a song to encourage you, Listen to it. Jam out to it. And realize I need to be encouraged and I need to give glory to God. Um, So discern the music you're listening to. Discern, am I living my life in a God-honoring way? And discern 
the music you listen to for enjoyments. Those are like the three main points I think need to be taken from this message. Yes. Also, Don't Stop Believing isn't a Christian song for those of you who think it is because it says Don't Stop Believing. Got him. All right. Good. All right. Well, it's been awesome, and I'm looking forward to the next episode. It's been real. Get this man out of here. (laughs) You got dad jokes. I never say anything about dad jokes. No. Ever. But, yeah, hit us up on social media. We have an email. Um, The email is podcasttheReal at gmail.com. Our Instagram is the real podcast. Both of those are R E E L. Um, hit us up. Uh, we want to pray for you guys. We want to just chat with you. Whatever. If you have any questions, please let us know. And as always, thank you for listening to the real. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Real Podcast. We'd love to connect with you on social media and find out how God is working in your life. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the R-E-E-L podcast. Plus, we're available wherever you get your podcasts, from Apple Podcasts to Google to Spotify. Just check us out. Be sure to hit that like and subscribe button. We also have a video format that we upload straight to our YouTube channel each week. We can't wait for the next episode, so be sure to check us out next week when we bring you more stories about how God is working in other people's lives.